McAvoy does it beautifully. Thompson back is good at the kick. And into the open goal. There he goes, Isaac Smith. There's the reaction. McAvoy, all his teammates at Tenar Court run to McAvoy. Here's a chance for the Bombers now. Big go, great tackle, gone. Don't give Sean Burgoyne two goes at you. Rough head, tucked into the pocket, rolls it high. Big time goal. So Sicily will almost be within range here. Distance not a worry. That's out of here. Well, it was low fives all round on the weekend as Hawthorne, Box Hill and our VFLW team in their very first hit out all prevailed. It was, in the words of one Alistair Clarkson, really pleasing. With that said, we have plenty to recap, plus a tantalising Friday night clash with the Swans to preview. So let's get this intro out of the way and get stuck in, shall we? Hello and welcome to the most must-hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club, the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason and sitting across from me is a man that enjoys a win over Essendon just as much as I do. G'day, Tiz. Great fun. Destroyed them. <laughs> Took They're a while. A club bereft of talent. <laughs> they might go. have seven All-Australians in the lineup and a rising star, but my goodness, they're shit house. <laughs> no, it was bewildering how bad they are. Handball, I mean, handball, handball, handball. Now, I will say, it took us a while to get going. It's like so... a pinball machine. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, I should cut that together. No, but I'm serious. It took us a while to get going. What was that all about? Because you had a, you were supremely frustrated. Oh, mate. <laughs> I'm not going to divulge uh, the kinds of messages that we traded back and forth at halftime. What but... in the... <laughs> You're still angry. We were making them look good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it did seem that way. And you had a theory about whether maybe it was some sort of strategic component on Hawthorne's part that well, first half. I've come around to thinking that um, with those two laid outs, mm. it robbed us of a few options we were going to run through the midfield. And I'm yep. not sure that Cousins, you know, he might have been at the end of his you know, run. Mm. You know how these young fellas get about three games in the team and then they ask him to take yeah. a rest. Whoever submitted that as a pattern that Clarko uses, oh, I think they hit the nail the on time. the head. Three, three yeah. in and then you have a rest. We certainly saw that with Mirror, who yeah. went out of the side this week. But anyway. And um, I don't know. Maybe we're just making them tread water for the first half. They did all the running, Essendon. We certainly didn't try to uh, run the lines. Yeah, I remember when I was standing in M10 during the game, um, I mentioned to my dad, or maybe it was someone else, that um, I put it to them like, are we maybe perhaps just trying to outlast them here? Because we're not really... It looked like Clarko had just waited for them to be tired enough that we didn't have to... And then we'd let the wings run... We just ran up the ground and made space and created space and they didn't know where, what to do. Not that I know squat about boxing, but it was kind of like you could oh, the see... the ropes. Yeah. yeah, you could see the opponent just sort of starting to wobble yep. and you're like, it's coming. Yeah. The, the knockout blow is coming. Jeez, it was frustrating to watch though. Oh, wasn't it ever. I wanted to I'd... rub their nose in it for the whole game. <laughs> I thought it was uh, that bad that I started to wonder, gee, maybe football is terrible. Maybe the, <laughs> maybe the media's right. Now... There was some uh, odd coaching decisions from the Eston box, like not manning mm. up on Sicily. He had the game as his own, yep. just wandering around, picking off awful kicks into the forward line at will, laughing at Danaher. Now, what was your take on that? What, where he sort of asks for a bit of skin from him? <laughs> yeah, essentially, yes. <laughs> Clarko will have gone off his nut. He probably wouldn't have liked it, no. Because... It had shades of uh, the Mark Williams shotgun sort of thing about yeah. it. Yeah, and he went from a shotgun to a pistol and then a pistol to an arrow and all this other... <laughs> you know, he's just trying to see what he could get away with. And it yeah. has that element too, because Sicily's trying to get away with it. Yeah, you could picture it, And he's you? done it sort of slyly. 
yeah. he's thinking, oh, the camera's not on me anymore. They're probably replaying the goal. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Well, it was a terrific goal. It was. Brilliant kick. Yes. And he has every right to tell Danaher how great an assist it was for yep. him. But um, for me, it's another brain fade, and it'll go down as a brain <laughs> fade. And, okay. and like, I know you're going to be like, why don't you just... Sterilise the water. Well, I'm like, where's your sense of occasion? It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? You know, you got to enjoy. He's just enjoying the game. He's enjoying life at that moment. Just a little bit of teasing. It's just yeah, it's, it's good. Not, it's not leadership. It's not anything. It's just yeah. But uh, I, know, I, I, I guess I see where you're coming from. You know, the rivalry is full. What you remember is acts of leadership. However, oh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll get to idiotic. Some <laughs> we'll get to some of the highlights of the. Uh, Hawthorne Essendon rivalry from over the years because we've got a fantastic listener question on Twitter. Hey, speaking of Twitter though, at uh, Hawk Talk Pod, that's where you want to head. That number of followers is climbing steadily. It's great to see. Had a few people jump on board for the win, which is fantastic. So welcome to all our new listeners. Hello, um, bandwagoners. <laughs> you can also rate and review us on <laughs> iTunes. 68 ratings and climbing. 69, mate. 69. 69. I know that because I had a smirk. It's a good number. <laughs> and someone intimated that we should be um, inside the tent, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, we should be uh, welcome into the uh, inner sanctum of the uh, of the HFC. Because uh, I don't know if listeners know this, but as well as rating, you can leave a, uh, a pretty sweet review, as Sammy Mac 88 did. Get a load of this, listeners. Uh, <laughs> they said, after the announcement of the HFC VFLW players being on the payroll, it's only time before the Hawk Talk pod boys receive the same benefits in their role within the family club. That is ludicrous, but uh, we, <laughs> we thank you, Sammy Mac 88 for such kind words. And all this without tackling an opponent. And also you can find us on Facebook, of course. We need that. We need to bump that Facebook number up, Tiz. Yeah, no one cares about Facebook. Nah, Old it's, news. It's all about Twitter for us. But uh, if we you are on Facebook... We for all that info on all those people. And, you know. <laughs> if you are on Facebook, I know billions of you are, you can jump on there. <laughs> uh, find us, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Now, with all of that said, let's get back into the recap. Hawthorne, 13-12-90, defeated Essendon, 10-7-67. It was an important win because we uh, maintained our spot in the top four. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're, we're looking all right. Tightly. The projections are good, mate. We've had a tough... First couple of months. Yeah, that, that is true. And um, I reckon we've got a tough month ahead, though. Well, without Cyril it. and Poppy's coming back and then Segler. Birchall was in the box on the weekend. Was he? Sitting there next to Darren Glass having a chuckle about no, how no one was going anywhere near Sicily. It's great. Yeah, see, I reckon they loved the Sicily thing. I reckon it's only Clarko that wouldn't be on board. It's like, oh, bigger than the team, mate. Bigger than the team. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. That was legitimately my favourite bit of the match. Really? Yeah, I love that stuff. Not not when um, Ambrose didn't shepherd for Goddard and he got brought down the table. Oh, delicious as that well. That was so good. Equally as delicious. That was when I started turning to the Essendon supporter next to me and going, you know, the young players are sick of Goddard. That's why they don't shepherd for him. They realise if they win, lose another two matches that Goddard ain't playing. It's a rebuild. Fantastic. <laughs> Goddard was good for about four goals. Did you notice? Like... <laughs> He gave Ruffy that one. That uh, was well, all got Okay, well, that, that's been nominated for Goal of the Year, so that's great. Has it? Wow. Well, well, Goal of the Week, and then right. if, if, if he yeah, wins yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. If you've got a large enough supporter base, and you, <laughs> you, can, you can rig the poll. <laughs> Essentially, yes, and Hello, we will. Hello, Banaher. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but uh, Goddard kicking out uh, from fullback after a behind late in the game, and uh, he kicks it straight up the guts. <laughs> and big boy's all over it. He brings it down. 
And I think uh, I'm I'm trying to remember the the chain of uh, well, it ended up with Morrison. I think uh, Impy might have tapped it. It ended up with Morrison, who who dishes it out to Smith. Smith just strolls in. Delicious handball from Morrison. Oh, so good. But that was I I didn't realize at the time. But watching back the highlights and cutting it together for the intro of this pod, that was Goddard. (laughs) It started with Goddard, and Essendon didn't get another another hand on it after that. Beautiful bit of redemption from McAvoy having missed that easy shot. Yeah, it was. McAvoy was... Um, he, he, had, he had his he work was, cut out, mate. Yeah, he really did. Bell Chambers was uh, dominant all day. but um, Not quite all day. Well, okay. I guess once we got the run But on. when we decided that we wouldn't kick near him, he became far less dominant. <laughs> That's true, yeah. We started... Um, we worked <laughs> Where harder. Where is Bell Chambers? Put it on his head. That's a good idea. <laughs> we worked harder and we worked smarter. It's funny how <laughs> when those two collide, we start winning games. Yeah, and we ran in that second half. I, I don't want to linger on James Sisley too long because I know he's he's obviously been the the takeaway story of this whole and, game and elite. Uh, he was best on ground, twenty nine touches, eighty two percent disposal efficiency. Helped himself to a game high fourteen marks, and that was uh, six more than the the man we mentioned before, Bell Chambers. Wow, five inside fifties and five rebound fifties. I wonder how many of them are just the same. Like one kick from inside no, the back look, 50 into the forward Because he can roost that ball. Hey, well, we saw that with O'Meara running onto it the other week against <laughs> yes, Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. Um, look, you might be right. You might have a point. But nevertheless, the stats show that he had five rebound 50s, so he's clearing the it's danger zone. a sensational zone, game. And then five inside 50s, that means he's feeding the forwards as well. Now, interestingly, there's another teammate who matched him in those areas. Can you guess who it is? Is it Timmy? <laughs> Close. It's Tommy. Tommy. It's not Timmy. It's Tommy. Tom Mitchell. <laughs> he uh, he also had uh, five rebound fifties and five inside fifties. So there you go. Uh, one of our listeners, Matt, reflected on his game at Hook Talk Pod. He said uh, Tom Mitchell just consistently does Tom Mitchell things. Twenty nine touches, eight clearances, and as I said, the five inside fifties, five rebound fifties, ten tackles, and a goal. Now he went head to head with Heppel. So uh, Heppel kicked a goal and kicked it to us. 80% of the time. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? What is wrong with that man? He needs a haircut. There's a lot wrong with that team, to be honest. Annoyingly, that's kind of been the wash-up. They've got a fantastic lineup. They're just not playing as a team. They beat Adelaide. That's unbelievable to think of now. They beat Adelaide. Yeah. And Adelaide beat Richmond. Yeah, over there, though. Okay, well, let's review, though. We've got Richmond in first place. Well, yeah. West Coast. Who? <laughs> GWS. Are they still there? <laughs> yeah. And then there's us. I think that's the correct Rich, order. Uh, this is the GWS that drew with St. Kilda. <laughs> yeah. But they've got about 20 players injured. So when they get those back... But they didn't be... then. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair point. Any, anyone else that probably shouldn't be there? Oh, well, okay then, smartass. So we're going to win the flag then, are we? Well, we're one from <laughs> two now. There's two sides that can win the flag. Now. Oh, so okay. So for listeners that aren't up with this, this is the best stat going. Okay. So what? So what is the basis of this stat? Okay. So for the last ten years, mm. every eventual premiership side has been inside the eight at the end of every round of the year, except for 2013, when Hawthorne were not in the eight for two rounds. Mm. Okay. The rest of the time, it holds. Okay. So now there are only two sides that have been in the eight the entire year. Mm. And that is us and GWS. And Port Adelaide, having lost on the weekend, have now fallen out. So it was three, now it's down to two, and we're looking good. We are holding on. So there you go, Ash. 
I know Ash Brown sort of. He like me. I think we're kindred spirits. He's not. He he just doesn't want to get too carried away. That's no. All. Get carried away. So Be I like don't Sicily understand. in that sense. This is the thing I don't understand you because you won't let Sicily get carried away. <laughs> Look at that little face. Yeah, grandstandings for the grandstand. <laughs> you uh, you delight in trolling me, Tiz, and I uh, I take the bait every I time. I tell you what, I like that he did it, yeah. but it was in such a sneaky, snarky little way. It's yeah. nothing like the leadership of the past. You know, Vander's yeah. going hard at it. Yeah, okay. Brereton running yeah. through the the pack. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Funny you bring this up because we actually had a question on Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod from. Uh, I think it's Regan or is it Reagan, do you think? But anyway, Regan, as I've nicknamed them, the Reagan Phelps. <laughs> What's been your favourite bit of banter between Hawthorne and Essendon over the years? Mitchell giving the jab, Sicily trying to get a high five from Danaher, as we've well covered, or Campbell Brown whacking Lloyd in the mouth? Do you have a particular nomination? Well, in terms of niggle factor, the mm. jab from Mitchell has to is streaks ahead of anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Because it's what we all feel. And... Incidentally, what I've done to a few Essendon supporters in the past. It works because it's true. And it's just <laughs> such a distillation yeah. of everything they've ever done. Exactly. It just it's such a small action that says so much. It's so it's such it's an act that's so loaded and so potent, it's perfect. <laughs> and, the, and the photo's perfect because it's oh. just Mitchell and then all these all these Essendon players looking at him. And and the, the, like Mitchell's face is just like this childish smirk. Yeah. Of like, I know this is naughty, but screw it. Even I know you, I'm right. Even when you cheated, you were crap. But <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, Maybe as you we're need well some covered. more. Oh, jeez. <laughs> We've had some nominations, because I threw it open, open to the list. But obviously, in terms of acts of leadership, it's got to be either Campbell Brown snotting Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, it's just some vision of uh, Campbell Brown running from what seemed like full back into the centre square. <laughs> he just has just a beeline for Lloyd is quite amazing to watch. Yeah, his only regret is he didn't hit him hard, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. We had a listener who uh, who attested to that, actually. Saw him the day after at some sort of function and asked him about it. And he said, right. yeah, my only regret was, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Didn't hit him hard. Yeah, basically. Um, we've had... Uh, Chan- <laughs> channeling his dad there. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, one of our listeners, Rick, nominate Dermy running through the Essendon huddle, saying that never before or ever again will it happen. And I'm inclined to agree. It's so amazing that he made it all the way through. Yeah, no one stopped him. I t- if anyone was going to do that these days for Now us, it's folklore. Oh, yeah. And it would never happen in modern day football. Just, it, just no like, chance. Just like um, Dermy's kiss on Billy Duckworth. That would never happen. <laughs> uh, It'll happen again. It all happens again. Uh, maybe you're right. Who Who's going to do it for us? If it's Hawthorne on Essendon again, oh, it's got to be Sicily, right? Can't you just picture it? Sicily um, running through a huddle? No. <laughs> He's got the bravado. Yeah, but nah. <laughs> no. No, it'd be... His light's knocked out before he gets two metres into the huddle. <laughs> No, they wouldn't do that anymore, would they? That's what no. made it so incredible about Bird, and he did make it through the heart. Well, that's why the visions endured, because yeah. it's still such a special thing. Now, it'd have to be a momentarily distracted McAvoy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just finds himself running through the pack. <laughs> he's, and he's just, oh, I'll just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually doesn't see anyone. Yeah. They're too too tiny for his Looking up frame. at the scoreboard or something. He's probably gazing up at the scoreboard, watching him fist the ball back inside 50 to oh, Impey. Beautiful. On to Morrison and then, geez, that was a good rule when he kicked that. So good. I reckon I watched that particular play maybe 17 times. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Sicily, 18. <laughs> uh, actually, um, was it Smithy did a, an amazing handball at one point? Would have gone mm. about 35 metres. Yes, oh. no, yeah. Remember that? I wasn't sure what you're talking about Shades at first. Shades of yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, it was on the, um, yeah, it was on the wing. Yeah, on the yep. AFL members wing. He's got to be in Peter Crimmins' medal contention. I mean, his rival would be Tom Mitchell, obviously. Yeah, well, he broke the game open, but mm. I thought there were a couple of players better than Smithy. Really? Who would you nominate? So Sicily ahead of Ruffy and then Gunston. No, fair enough. I thought I mean, Gunston was critical in, they in were that all, third quarter. They were all very good. I'm just enjoying seeing Isaac I, Smith in such electrifying form. He's one of my favourite players. He has been for years, and this is... It might be his best season so far. Now he's doing it with his best haircut. I do like his haircut. I like our team's haircuts. I've warmed to the mullets. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Kind of become a fan. You're not so much. You're not so much. Okay. Too much individualism. Cut him off. (laughs) Too much individualism. Jeez, you're such a buzzkill. Low fives, these terrible haircuts. Tiz is a buzzkill. He's ordering (laughs) buzz cuts. Okay. (laughs) So uh, Isaac Smith had 20 disposals and two goals. Uh, We need to talk about Ruffy. Because he came in for a he's bit of terrific. criticism. Yep, he is. And I guess... <laughs> he's a workhorse, mate. In the first half of this game as well, it really was underscored just how hard he has to work and how hard he has it when it's put on his head with three opponents mob- mobbing him. Yeah, and three of them all Australians. Uh, Ruffhead finished with seven marks and three goals too. Uh, he was immense. In the contest, he's so strong. and He could have killed that game off. Yeah, he really could have. Um, now, other miscellaneous notes from the game. Shields being back. Very good. Mm-hmm. Wait, just mm-hmm. before we move on from Shields. Yes. That moment with Jager. Beautiful. Just fabulous. <laughs> Completely stole it away. <laughs> oh. uh, you notice he, he knew immediately. He turned around and apologized. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, but, you know, Jager had already remonstrated with the whole crowd. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, did you just see that? <laughs> And people, what an act of bastardry! Oh, jeez! <laughs> Luckily, he kicked it. Yes, it is. yeah, exactly. That's that was all you my want. first thought. If he doesn't kick it, he's going to hear about it. Hardwick got eighteen touches. What do you reckon his disposal efficiency was like? If it was a hundred, I'll be stunned. It was, it was close. Oh, jeez! You almost hit the nail on the head. Ninety-four point four. Ooh, eighteen touches at ninety-four point four is outrageous. It just and indicates the lack of pressure they yeah, had in their forward Yeah, line. Look, look, maybe there's a bit of uh, chippy sideways kicks there, but I, I don't know. I'd have to go back to the tape. But what about his one-on-one contest with uh, Tipper as well? Did you enjoy him winning that? Was that him or was it Jeray? It was on the wing. It was a foot race to the ball, and uh, Tipper lost immediately. Yes, it was that's barely right. even a contest yeah. in the end. Yeah. Oh, so good to see. Hey, what about Harry Morrison, who's just settled into this lineup, very nonchalant kind of way. He's done so, but he doesn't look like he's going Not anywhere. Not much fanfare. Nope. He just gets it done. Yep, very beautiful disposal. That handball out to Smith for that. Yes, yeah, as as we've covered. Yeah, beautiful. that was beautiful. Um, he doesn't look like he's going anywhere. He stays in the lineup. I don't see how he loses his spot, other than maybe we give him a rest. Bangers has to come back in. Does he? <laughs> I mean, that is the question. Well, what did you think of White Cross? He came in. Oh, I mean, he was good for a goal, wasn't he? So, I mean, it was... it was hand- Look, he, he he had three shots on goal. He kicked one goal, one, and one just didn't make the distance. He was very unlucky he with that. He created space very well, I thought. Yeah, I've heard a lot on Twitter about um, people having tons of praise for his for his comeback, but... Everyone loves White Cross. Do they? I'll tell you what... I mean, was- in, our, in the fan base, they love him. Yeah. They appreciate him. Yeah, I, I appreciate him. I think I, he wouldn't be best 22 for mine at this rate. 
but he, he got the job done. Look, we needed a guy to step in, and he did, and he got the job done. That's all he you can ask. He had a few shots, too. Yeah, well, he had three shots in the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, it was, geez, it was fun singing that song again when he kicked that goal. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Um, what about Warple? It's time we uh, discuss his follow-up effort. Obviously, there's a lot of hysteria surrounding his debut. Self-made, I must say. I was very, <laughs> very much the uh, exponent of that. But uh, now he's settled in and he's had his second game. It was on the MCG. What did you think? He had one flash of brilliance, didn't he? Yeah, just about. Where he ducked, yeah. Was it sad he ducked under? Uh, I'm not and sure about it his on opponent. The chest. Yeah, well, well, he has two goal assists now in two weeks. Yep. So uh, that was just about the only thing. And he created he some great pressure acts. Every time he goes near the ball, I am I just lose my mind. I act like a truly like a lunatic anytime he looks like getting a shot on goal. Why is that? What do you mean? Why is that? I've built him up for weeks. I'm I'm riding a wave of hype. I can't wait for the goal when it happens. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it will happen. Damn it! So he had 16 pressure acts. And uh, three contested possessions and two inside 50s off Warple. Okay. But uh, he just had, you know, they ask very little of these young players. They have a mm. role for the day. 25 was the top pressure axe for the day. I mean, you look at Bruce, he had 24, Impey 22, okay. Cousins 21. Um, so Warple's doing okay in a small forward role for that for that stat. I would say you, you, you want to know what I think of Langford and his chances of getting back into the team. I would keep Warple in. At the moment, I think there's more upside and uh, more promise to doing that than going back to that well of uh, playing Langford in a small forward role. I don't want to do that. Before we move on, um, we heard from uh, Notty who said it was his first go on the big stage in front of a reasonable crowd. He did a few good things. Uh, Eli said he's a jet of an 18 year old, might not have his spot at season's end with a fit list when the whips are cracking, but I hope he keeps it for now. You know what, Eli? I agree. People know how much I like Warple, so it, it sort of pained me to admit that, yeah, yeah, he had a pretty average game. But, I mean, after all, it is just his second game, and I'm enticed to see more. I'm pretty sure the second game might be the hardest. Well, the amount of pressure I've heaped on him, it might be. Do you know, <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? Away. You've done it, yeah, yeah, and you've got, go, yeah. you got to go and do it again. And that's, you know, how old is he? He's, he's a teenager, isn't he, still? Mm-hmm. I mean... Playing on the MCG, that's enormous. That's childhood's boyhood dream stuff, you know. That's it's got to be overwhelming when you step foot out there. Yeah, he's not playing against Geelong yet. Oh, kicks a winning goal against Geelong. Ooh, <laughs> what I do love about it is though Warple was rumoured to be Essendon's target. Oh, hello. Remember how they had the the pick after us? The, yeah. the only other team left without their first pick gone. And uh, I think they took Guelphie, who's not bad, but they dropped him for this game. I think I, that just makes me like Warple even more now. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention that on last week's pod, that he was the one no, I, they I, wanted. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, that's really interesting. Um, we need to move on. To Friday. Yes, to Friday. Blockbuster and clash against Sydney. Buddy or nobody? I would say that Sydney are nobody without Lance Franklin. <laughs> uh, but seriously, no, their forward line is um, pretty tragic without him. I know they got the job done against Geelong, but... They nearly got the job done against North. Oh, I know, but it just seems it seems so slapdash, ha- haphazardly, like, oh, Will, Will Haywood will kick three goals. That's not going to happen every week. Yeah, I know, I know. That's my point. That's not going to happen every week. 
<laughs> have I just jinxed us? That's, yeah, that's you have. Word. You don't say things like that. <laughs> well, it's like I'm I'm a bit James Sicily. I like to live on the edge. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. He's an excuse for every sort of pundit now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's my hero. <laughs> 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 I don't see where the goals come from without Buddy at this point. And Reed. Obviously, they're not going to have Reed either. Uh, I So you're forecasting quite a convincing Hawthorne victory. No, no, I'm not. I... I... If they can't win up there, and let's face it, they've had a few opportunities to win on their home deck, and they haven't. Yeah, they've really dropped their bundle this year, it seems, Uh, in that regard. So they're overrated. Maybe. They're struggling with injury. They've got Sinclair, who forgot to turn up in 2015 for West Coast (laughs) in the ruck. Did he he get a possession that day? I'm pretty sure he didn't. No, you're referring to uh, Josh Kennedy. No, no. <laughs> no, he handballed off to Lacroix, remember? Josh oh, Kennedy. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, I think it very much hinges on whether Buddy's fit to play or not, which uh, the last time, the last thing it was reported was Longmire saying he's 50-50 to get up. Mm. And, and prior to that, I did think maybe they might be saving him, I this think particular clash. No matter what Sydney do, mm. they're done on Friday night. Wow, that's a huge statement. I reckon we have paced ourselves beautifully through that Essendon match to mm. be primed for Friday night. Look, I hope you're right. I mean, that would be amazing. It would Hendo, be very calculated. Hendo slots back into the yes, side. Hendo, well, let's get to some ins and outs. So I would think that Hendo, who missed through illness, would just walk straight back in. There's no reason to keep him out. Right. Um, so I guess who misses after that? And maybe does Cousins lose his spot? Possibly. Possibly Cousins. See, we're getting to, we're getting to a point where... We have some good problems. I, I don't like the fact that I really don't know who's better. You know, I wish... Is it about who's better or who can play a role depending on the opposition? Well, I mean, Clarko's famous for just picking a side that matches against the opposition, mm. isn't he? That's yeah. why Billy left. Billy Hartung. Yes, I know who you mean. Yeah, you know, the one that, <laughs> the one that shamed Jared McVeigh. <laughs> yeah. That is one uh, of the most appalling efforts I've ever seen. McVeigh has never looked older than he did in oh, that moment. Father Time has not been kind. <laughs> he deserves to have that goal kicked on him. <laughs> Don't send it to review. Oh, yeah, I touched it. I touched it. Everybody knows the you only can person... flick your finger back when the bloody ball goes near it. The only person who should be reviewing that tape is Jared, Jared <laughs> McVeigh. At length. Yeah. <laughs> send him a copy, someone. Billy will. <laughs> That's the time. I would have see. I would have enjoyed Billy going for a low five there. That would have been great. Oh yeah. Oh, because he's earned it. No. Well, I tell you, <laughs> how badly does McVeigh react to that kind of taunt? Oh, it's brilliant. Well, we know that firsthand, don't we? Yeah, we Lang with, is uh, Will Langford planted a kiss on him in Will Langford on that alone. <laughs> we will bring him back. Well, you have got to have the second date. To Good this. old lips, Langford. <laughs> oh, lips, Langford. That's not going <laughs> to stick. Lippy Langford? Workshop it off the pod, hey? How about that? <laughs> that is a compromise. Pick one you like and edit it in. <laughs> At Hawk Talk Pod for uh, Langford nickname suggestions. And don't be mean. Criteria is be nice and uh, be PG. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, anyone else? It, like I was going to say, it's a, it's a good problem we have, I think, in terms of selections at the moment. Because uh, we've, we've had a few people with a keen eye on the VFL. and um, How did Segs go? Sigs apparently went just fine. I don't think he was in the best, reportedly, right. but... Oh, they would have had him limited time out there. Yeah. you're at, the, at this stage, I think you just want him to make it through, okay, and get touch again. But Twitter's been buzzing about um, O'Rourke. 
Oh, the Forgotten Man. Yeah. So uh, we heard from a few people at Hawk Talk Pod on this one. Uh, Liam noting that O'Rourke is starting to take a sledgehammer to that door, breaking it down for selection. Bobby noted he had 30 disposals and two goals on the weekend. Jace says it's almost time to reward O'Rourke. Surely had 34, 35 touches last week too. The big if for him, uh, Jace says, has never been output per se. It's just been staying fit. And we've got Mark, who wonders, do we and Clarkson trust O'Rourke's hamstring yet, or is a decent block of 10 weeks required at Box Hill before he wow. even gets a nod? It's a long time to make <laughs> him wait. <laughs> it is a long time, yeah. Would you play him against Sydney, though? Is that his... I don't know. Is that his game? Yeah, that's what I've been wondering, too. But if you don't play him against Sydney, then... You play do him we against take him, Brisbane. Yeah, do we take him up to the Gabba, or... I can't wait to go to the Gabba. Yeah, I know. You've got your road trip lined up. I don't think we've mentioned that yet. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Up there in the sunny sun, sunshine. Going to take a mic up and do a few Vox Pops up there with the the five people that show up to the game? or Do I have to? No, you don't have to. I'm just, does that just make one. it tax deductible, does it, Nick? <laughs> um, well, when would you bring him in? When we need him. Okay, that's fair. I'm not sure we need him at the moment if we're still winning. Yeah, again, it's a luxury that we have that we don't necessarily need to experiment too wildly at the moment we can get away with it as long as we're winning everything's fine how um, did your mate mitch lewis go he found the scoreboard again not as uh prolific as in previous weeks but timmy did a power of work on the weekend you know tim o'brien yeah i spent time watching him that's how bored i was <laughs> and, and how'd that work out i was for you, waiting man? for the sword to come down on essendon for so long that i thought maybe i'll just watch timmy what he's doing <laughs> I just for some reason I had a picture of you like with a remote. <laughs> you switch What's happening on the Tim O'Brien channel? <laughs> just colour bars and a tone. That's horrible. <laughs> oh dear. No, he does a he does a power. He's very important for our structure. And he took Yeah. Although I did notice when he went into the ruck for a time. Yeah. That's when Eston sort of came back into the match. But um it means that he's terribly important if McAvoy goes down. Now, he might be important to the structure, but can other people be important in well, the same way? Well, that's why I'm asking about Mitch Lewis. Alright, fair enough. We actually heard from a from a listener, uh, Mark, who wondered, could Mitchell Lewis be an option if he's not, if Clarko is not going to play Shuey? I realise Clarkson doesn't want to play a second ruck as such, but at 198 centimetres, we could play Lewis as a forward pinch hitting ruck. He's taller and weighs more than TOB and doesn't have red hair. So <laughs> interesting that? of Mark to put that is as that, a uh, positive. Oh, he did put that. Uh, it's you. not me. Right. Okay. I just thought it was an, an amusing aside I might include. So, Shuey, did he do all right? Um, I think he, he nabbed himself one goal. Again, not as prolific as in oh, previous okay, weeks. Okay, because they won but, pretty easy. Well, yeah. Well, Box Hill's gone four straight. Yeah. And, and doing it pretty easily in general, I think. Have they had a margin below 40 points this year? It feels like they've smashed every team they've faced. Yeah. I'd they're, have to double-check that. very well. Yeah. But uh, I could see Shuey coming in against the Swans. Because you've got to remember, we've got a certain amount of advantage in terms of height now against the Swans on Friday night. Although, mm. being a night game, you know, you don't really back in height, do you? Uh, you spoke of Segler before. Uh, Brent asked us, he uh, submitted a question at Hawk Talk Pod. He asked, if Segler strings some games together, do we bring him back for a two-Ruckman lineup? give Ruffy think we some reprieve when needed? I think we do. Yeah, I don't I think... I think we need to experiment with that anyway. Do you reckon maybe Brisbane's the game for that? I'm sorry, we're heaping a lot on Brisbane <laughs> on that game. Hey, they were, they're not bad, mate. They, no, I, mean, I, I watched... I know uh, uh, Collingwood had night. three games in 11 days and they looked fairly out of it. Mm. They, they opened up the match and it was a scoring frenzy. 
No, I, I will say this for Brisbane. I watched that game and they uh, they compete. They did not give up. They were pretty uh, competitive the whole day. They are pretty intense. So um, I thought they were very unlucky to lose. No, I was rooting for them. You're rooting for Brisbane? Oh, yeah. No, same here. Yeah. No one wants Collingwood to win that game. Come on. Hodgie looked all right in parts. It's still, yeah, it's a bit weird, but... I can see why he left. <laughs> Let's not open up that can of worms, eh? <laughs> what am I meant to do when I'm up there and Hodgie gets the ball, mate? Am I allowed to boo? Because you wouldn't let me boo Lewis. Nah. I'm not, I'm not massive on booing anyone unless there's a particular occasion for it like they do some sort of dog act or so you can only you can't boo out of context yeah i'll give you an example um danaher had a shot after the siren and uh you know everyone was giving it to him in order to put him off yeah exactly it's sort of and did he kick that didn't make the distance mate (laughs) i yelled out before before he had a kick at that, I said, yeah, make the day perfect, mate. Kick it out on the full. He couldn't even do that right. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Wouldn't you love to see him in Hawthorne colours? <laughs> oh, you are kidding, aren't you? Sorry, Box Hill colours. There's no room for him there. <laughs> Not with Mitch Lewis running around. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see Mitchell Lewis soon. I, that's, that's the thing. Again, I keep on circling back around to it's a luxury that we have that there's actually a few players I'd do like you know to what? see at a senior level. I reckon we could do with... Lewis up there. I know Ruffhead does a lot of... He, he does ruck work. He, he mm. Doing handball. He's pressure, axe, mm. um, scoring chains, all that kind of stuff. But he, he's also one of those blokes that can do the pressure axe that allow you to have a forward that you can kick to, like Mitchell Lewis, who probably isn't going to be so great at the pressure axe and keeping the ball inside 50. So what's the verdict in the end? What, who do, I guess, who do you reckon we bring in? What's Langers. Your, what's your tip? You, you reckon Langers is actually a shoe-in? Langers comes in. Okay, fair enough. In a sort of a, a game where Grunt is rewarded, Warple might fall out of the side because yeah. maybe it's time. I know, I know, he hasn't had three games, but it might be time. Um, but other than that, I think it's a pretty set lineup, and I go in reasonably confident. I suppose I, I don't think we're going to smash him by any means. You think we're really well poised? Yeah, I think we're set ourselves. I, I think having Buddy in there gives us someone to mark. I think it makes it a little bit easier for us. Yeah, I, I kind of get where you're coming from that, but no, nah, I don't agree with that. But anyway, I'd, I'd rather him just not be mate, out there at all. it made us predictable, having Buddy in the side. True, true. And that was the reason why they lost all those premierships. I mean, um, grand finals. Oh. Remember? Because they're always kicking to Buddy and they're not, you know, they've got to find another route to goal instead of Buddy. And Buddy was the problem, mate. Buddy yeah, was the problem. Okay. And um, yet not the coaching. <laughs> Yeah, not the absence of a plan B. If there's anything about grand finals you've got to learn, it's don't kick to Buddy. We yeah. didn't kick to Buddy in 2013. <laughs> yeah. He'd already kicked 100 in 20, 2008. Yep. And we didn't kick to him on that day either. No, hardly. not really, yeah. And, you know... They... Well, the times that we did, we had people at his feet, <laughs> so it was fine. In 2014, they'd made that error again. 2016, he wasn't anywhere near the goals. <laughs> anyway... Good luck, Sydney. <laughs> How many more years? Can you send him back now, actually? Do you want me to do my rant? I usually hold off till the end of the show, but I- I'm just rearing to go. Well, you wanted to go with the rant early? Go with the rant early. Now, Swans fans, I must confess, I'm hurt. I really am. I saw what happened Saturday night. If you think I'm just going to sit back and accept that you let another opposition team violate you in the way that North Melbourne did, think again. I mean, really. A nail-biting loss on your home turf, breaking the hearts of Swans fans everywhere. That was our thing, Sydney. 
I thought we had something special. I thought those times with Cyril and Ruffy counted for something. Hawthorne's meant to be the monkey on your back. That's how this goes. Look, I get it. I know losing to terrible clubs by the slimmest of margins may look all new and exciting, but please, Sydney, come back to us. It can be good again. All I ask is that you make it up to us at the MCG this Friday evening. I tell you what, we'll invite three-time Premiership heroes Jack Gunston, Isaac Smith, Sean Burgoyne, maybe a few others. How about you invite, um, what's his name? Ronk? Ronky? How do you, I don't how do you pronounce that? Um, Fox? What about Marsh? You know, it, those guys. I mean, it's not important. Look, I just want you to show up looking sharp so we can, you know, really recapture that magic. Play your cards right and who knows? Will Langford might be there at the end to give your season a goodnight kiss. <laughs> that uh, felt good. It's something probably... about beating Sydney that's good for the soul. It's not good for this household. <laughs> it's going to be a tense week. You're not watching the game with her, though. It's a good move. Yeah, well... Don't have to ramp it down. Or ramp it down, as the case may be. But uh, no, it's it's. I've got a stellar streak going whenever we do watch Hawthorne-Sydney games. Hawthorne seems to triumph by the slimmest of margins. I, I mentioned Ruffy and It's a beautiful thing. It is a very beautiful thing. I very much enjoyed it. But, <laughs> you know, I'll also take a uh, 10-goal thumping of Sydney, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. That could be good too. Now, I want to get to some club news before we circle back around to some more listener questions because it was a big weekend for the club. We mentioned that Box Hill won yet again. They faced Sandringham, was it? 64 points. Over Sandringham. Is that all? <laughs> Done all right. Uh, so that's four four zip now. They've won. Yeah. O'Rourke two. Segler two. Connor Nash two. Segler got two, do you? I thought he only yeah. got one. Well, there you go. Sean Markers one. I mean, Sean Makers one. Sean Markers, thank uh, you. Lewis one. Sorry, the website even listing him as Sean Markers. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Gosh. Anyway. Too easy. <laughs> <laughs> and they just kept. Increasingly, the whole game is one-way traffic. So, I don't know. Poor buggers, they're stuck there, and Hawthorne keep winning, they don't get a look, do they? <laughs> That's true, yeah. Now, meanwhile, uh, as I said, it was a very eventful weekend. Hawthorne's VFLW side made history. The Hawks claiming their first victory with a 39-point over, over Essendon at Windy Hill. So, it's nice to see that the tradition of... Uh, whipping Essendon's ass continues, just in a, <laughs> with a different gender. So, um, I don't know Are if they you... paying their players over at Essendon? Because that, that is one hell of a drubbing. They yeah. didn't score in the first quarter. They scored a point to half time. Well, I was about to say, we dominated all day. I, did, I don't know if you kept an eye on it, but yeah, just uh, keeping an eye on the score. It was <laughs> one-way traffic most of the day, which is great to see. And uh, I think it was uh, Perkins kicked the first goal, and it's actually her childhood dream to play for Hawthorne. Uh, There's well, some great vision out of that game. And and also just the um the aftermath of it, the outpouring of emotion from these women to uh pull on the brown and gold and, and get out there and run around under the Hawthorne name. It's it's just been so great to see and it makes me excited for the future of the entire club also. Uh, give me a weekend, as we just had, and I'll i I'm I'm very happy. I mean we had the Hawthorne seniors have a good win, we had Box Hill and we had the women's team. We got the trifecta. I was enormously proud of my club this weekend because of those three wins. I still haven't seen any VFL games. I didn't manage to get out there on Sunday. And you, you and probably... I was just looking ahead, and yeah. the first VFLW game is 11.30 on Saturday the 19th of May. Yeah, and you're going to be away, And I'm up in Brisbane again. So this is my plan. I, I, I think I'll be doing this whilst you're away. Um, 
I'll get a chance to go to the VFLW at Box Hill City Oval. Right. And then uh, we've got the um, Box Hill side immediately immediately after at the same... We do, yeah. Yeah. So that's a great day of football. I'd encourage anyone else, any of our listeners, to get down there because uh, I reckon I'm going to. $5 beers or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the appeal. It's not the football. It's the... Uh, <laughs> The alcohol uh, at at great value is yeah, the appeal. Okay. <laughs> That'll be great on the mic. I've <laughs> be there at eleven thirty. Oh, rolls so around to about four. So you're saying I have I'm recording the whole time. Oh wow! What Get a just, magnificent victory! Getting absolutely <laughs> tanked. Oh dear, oh dear. Might get in the rooms. Oh, that'd be amazing. I'd love to do that. Actually, it's a bit of a light bulb moment now. Let's see what we can tee up. 3WBC would be good for you. They cover all the games. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we've discussed this before, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Just, if you can, you can just stand in front of their box so they can't see the game. <laughs> yeah. Why? And, and if you're listening on the radio, they'll tell you that you'll get mentioned as the <laughs> idiot who's standing in the way of seeing the game. <laughs> I already get that enough at M10. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, uh, speaking of depressing things, the Beyond Blue Cup. Um, wow. <laughs> no, come on. That's what it's all about. Worst segue ever. It's still the worst segue. It was okay. a sad thing that I mentioned. I went into a different sad thing. How come Jurae is the poster boy for Beyond I don't, Blue? I don't know. Okay. Is it Jurae and Impy now? I haven't seen Impy. I've only been exposed I think to Jurae. I think it might be Jurae and Impy. I still don't see the link. Yeah, Are you I looking for a link? No, I wondered, and then I just stopped wondering and accepted it. Okay. Like a lot of things in well, life. Well, we know Impy went through a bit of stuff. Okay, yeah, fair enough. The Beyond Blue Cup. Uh, now, the spotlight will be turned on mental health this week, says the press release. As Hawthorne and Sydney prepare to face off for the annual Beyond Blue Cup on Friday night, the MCG. Hawthorne Football Club has been supporting Beyond Blue since 2006 to raise awareness about anxiety and depression and encourage people to seek help for mental health conditions. Now... Before we get into the nitty-gritty of it, even on a superficial level, the pre-game stuff for this Beyond Blue business is pretty spectacular. Get there early, because if it's anything like last year, it'll be good. Yeah. Waste your phone battery. It's great. Jeez, it's such a sourpuss. Oh, it's Waste just... your phone battery. Look, sitting there before that Essendon game, <laughs> and they... Why do they not... Like, it's so disrespectful that they don't announce the opposition team. Yeah. They go through their whole team, right? Mm-hmm. The whole idea of pre-match entertainment is just the greatest farce mm. enacted on the footballing public. Well, to be fair, I all also... it is is ads at full volume, right? While yeah. you sit there waiting for the game to start. Are you not entertained? Oh my goodness, it is garbage. To be fair, I also go through Essendon's team. I go who, who, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they. I mean, you go to the soccer, you go to Melbourne Victory. Yeah. They announce the opposition team. Yeah, with a little less gusto, but they do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And they get a smattering of applause. You know, it was really uh, was really interesting, speaking of like fan engagement and stuff like that, I think there was a point um, throughout the game, I think it was in the second half, where uh, up on the screen there was um, a, a raffle for, for a winner of a TV announced. Right. Did you see this no. from the MCC? Yeah, and the, the person who actually won it was actually somewhere in front of M10. We saw a guy come down with a sign, like going, "Oh, he's the winning, the winning ticket." Like, where are you? And I just TV thought, under one arm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought to myself, a raffle at Essendon—that's no good. They don't keep records. <laughs> it's low-hanging fruit, and <laughs> once again, mm, juicy. Yeah, <laughs> I do love it. Ah, uh, jeez. But beyond Blue Cup, um, obviously very important. I think. I reckon it was um, supporting Hawthorne as as a as a young tacker that sort of 
drew my awareness to these things. It's fantastic that they... You just need to be aware that there's something there for you if you're ever in that situation. Well, I guess my my personal experience of like discovering that this was an issue that people face is uh, through the likes of, um, I think, both Nathan Thompson and John Hay were, were yeah. battling their own personal demons, and I would have been... Uh, I think Tom like I was a, a bit more upfront about it, yeah. Yeah, I, I was a, a teenager at that time, and having them like... Not publicly play out their battles, but at least like acknowledge that acknowledging it was a that there was yeah. something going on. That was pretty big. I was like, oh, okay, well, geez, that that is a legitimate thing that people go through, and it also made me. Um, well, it what it does it is divests you of having any thought about the stigma that yeah. might be applied to you if yeah. you do say and ask for help. Yeah, and that's exactly what Beyond Blue are about. They yeah, want to exactly get right. rid of the stigma and provide a vehicle for people. To improve their lives. Yep, it's fantastic that Hawthorne's been supporting it for a number of years now, and obviously the the connection with um, President Jeff was there as well. Yep, well, he was in charge of that for many years. He was indeed. I think he only recently handed it over to Julia Gillard, didn't he? Well, there you go. Jeff is ours now. He's all ours. For he made sure or it was an apolitical pawn, putting Julia Gillard in. You <laughs> okay. see, okay, terribly clever. All right. All right. So when uh, when the siren blows on Friday night, mm. and we're uh, sitting there in the MCC, and you. Well, I will be joining you in the MCC this week, uh, which will be interesting. I've never been to the MCC to watch a game there. Oh wow. Okay. You know we're allowed liquor in there, right? Yeah, but I don't really drink anyway, so I don't need that buzz. The, all the buzz I need is out there on the field, mate. It's just I need Hawthorne to win. That's the only joy I need. Okay. I just need to get drunk on victory. <laughs> and I suspect I may Friday night. I, I think um, I'm confident. Just how confident in terms of tipping a margin? Uh, I don't know. Twenty points. I don't know. I don't. I don't expect either team, whatever the result will be, too drastic a margin. But y- you know, I did say some weeks ago that round eight yeah. would be uh, the but measure of that just was the where time we're at. You judged us. A yeah, third of the way through. <laughs> Yeah, well, you wanted my judgment immediately. No, I wanted it at round four when we were already in the eight. <laughs> well, we're still in the eight. We're in, we're in the four. So, look, we'll get to the end of round eight, and I'll see where we're at. That's, you know, I, I promise listeners we'll come back next week, and I'll have a declaration uh, for the for the state of affairs going on down at the Rico Centre and see just where we're at and where we're going to be at the end of the year. And whether we should sign Clarko, are you going to be heard on that? or? Yeah, well, I'll say now I'd sign Clarko. Yeah, what's going on? Just sign him already, yeah, Jeffrey. let's sign him. Yeah. It's, not no, gonna, it's not going to play out like Walsfold, I promise you. There's <laughs> no question in my mind about that. I've, I've never been on the fence about that. I, I want to keep Clarko, so I hope we do that. Um, yeah, but no, I think a very a modest 20-point margin in favour of Hawthorne. What do you think? I think it breaks open in the second half. We're oh, already yeah. ahead and we add another 30, so I don't know, about 42 points. <sighs> That's oddly specific. Now, I need to put this to you. The very last point we mentioned before we wrap up. Mason's multi. I have people who DM me going, <laughs> make sure <laughs> that he publicises his pick because... Yeah. Now, that first pick that you yeah. get it wrong nearly every week. Yeah, I, I've I've got it right once. You are paying for memberships. You know how we're getting <laughs> up to near eighty. Yeah, yeah. People are funding their memberships for their pets on it. <laughs> I'm putting kids through college, <laughs> <laughs> building up trust funds. The Seven dollars you've lost. 
I know. <laughs> that made me feel better today, actually. Realising I've only lost $7. Has generated that much income for our listeners. It's ridiculous. I know. I know. So, I've got it right once when I tipped the Bulldogs to get over Carlton within right. 39 points. Yeah. Well, Carlton it's, on a Friday night on yeah. free to wear, never yeah. really a good choice. Yeah, exactly right. So, it wasn't a tough one to tip. That's the only time I've tipped the first game of the round. Correctly. Correctly. So now this my, week, my question to you is, whoever I tip, I seem to curse. That's not exactly true, because although you got your tip wrong last week, you got okay. the right team. You just said 1 to 39 points for Geelong. That's right, I said 1 to 39 points. And then they points. won by 61. Oh, so you're still shattered. lost. Yes, I'm still lost. Delicious. So I guess <laughs> we're, we're, since we're at that junction now, now did you what notice? do I do? What are you advising that I, that I pick Hawthorne? Or should I pick Sydney? Sydney it is. I'm going to put my dollar on Sydney because I hope that in some weird way I, I am affecting the universe. By what I love about this is ex- this is exactly the mentality the bloke next to me yeah. barracking for Essendon had on Saturday. Yeah. When the ball was booted up upfield in the third quarter Yeah. and my dad turned to me and he said, oh, another three on one. Mm. And I was like, watch this. It'll just go over the back. Yeah. And it went straight over the back and we kicked a lovely goal. Mm. And the bloke next to me went, you shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> so what is the moral of this tale? Well, he thought that I had some influence Okay. over the result of that play. And you clearly did not. Did not. Yep. Just as I don't have any influence. Just as you do not. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> even, even some of the players would acknowledge they don't influence the entire game, Nick. Well, that's why Brendan Goddard points at everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he point the same every time? Yeah. It's the it's just even the same he, gesticulation. Even when he gets caught cold, yeah, holding the ball. He's Although Andros did apo- apologise, that was wonderful. Look, it's uh, it's been a fun show. We knew it would be as soon as we got the four points over Essendon. We knew it was going to be a fun show, and uh, well, it's a rough ride. It, <laughs> it's a long season, isn't it? But it's been good so far. And we hope to continue that on Friday night, seven fifty p.m. at the MCG against Sydney. You're going to tweet, are you? What, what's the go with the MCC? Is that I'll, allowed? I'll come over and take your phone away. Oh. Yeah, I'll be like... Can I borrow your phone? <laughs> 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 All right, that'll do us. Killed it. <laughs> <laughs> we are a happy team at Hawthorne.